Because it's not a podcast if we don't start by clearing our throat aggressively. I just always have, you know. <laughs> and it's just, oh, never mind. <laughs> you just gave up so fast. There's a metaphor in there. Everything's a metaphor. <laughs> it kind of is, though, which is, like, sort of annoying. It is really annoying. Especially like, once you start, like, thinking about how thing, everything's a metaphor, then you're well, like, then oh, I, get, I can't stop thinking about everything's a metaphor. Then I get, like, way too in my head about metaphors. Right? And how everything's a metaphor for my life. Hmm, we may have to take my dog out of the room because he won't stop being ridiculously adorable, and it's kind of killing me. It's really distracting. <laughs> you're so cute. I want you to crush your head. Stinky, cute baby. <laughs> you're so cute right now. He's in love with you right now. I know. Hi, I love you home too. With Sarah? I love you too. Look at the way he's looking at you. He's like <laughs> big brown eyes. What a great podcast! Just me talking about this my is dog. it. This is the whole this podcast. Just listen to the sound of my voice as I tell you about. <laughs> Welcome to soothing dog talk. <laughs> there is nothing soothing about my laugh. <laughs> my <hate that. laughs> It's so ugly. <laughs> with both the penis laughs. It's so ugly. Uh, oops. I have like. You know how you have, like, all those different kinds of laughs? Like, I have, like, mm-hmm. 16 different kinds of laughs. The one that, like, catches me off guard. Then I have, like, the chuckle, which is, like... <laughs> I stopped like, listening really to ugly. you because I started thinking about what's that movie where there's, like, that speech about, like, the different... You know what I'm talking about? It was, like, some... It has, like, a really weird quote where it's, like, these are the kinds of, like, ways that, like, you smile or what... I think it's, like, win a date with Tad Hamilton or something like that. I have not seen that. Really? Wow, you missed out, like, in middle school. Who's in it? Um... <sighs> The girl with the two different color eyes. Oh, um. <laughs> and you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, she's That's in, amazing. She's in Blue Crush. She's in Blue Crush and she's in Remember the Titans. Yes. What the fuck is her name? Isn't it so weird that, like, when somebody forgets, like, the name of something, it makes you forget it too? Yeah. Because I literally was, like, about to say it and then I was like, wait, I don't know either. <sighs> what the I fuck's her Kate name? Kate Bosworth. Yes, I knew it was a B something. Yes, and who's the guy in it? In what? That what to do with that Hamilton. Oh. <laughs> it's not Toby Maguire, but it's someone who looks like Toby Maguire. Oh. Um, well. Well, I think we're good to, to start this fucking thing. Okay. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. This is the small and the angsty. I'm Sarah. And I'm Sam. <laughs> <laughs> we're the worst. <laughs> Don't you like this? Aren't you happy you tuned in today? <laughs> we're small and angsty. Yeah, we are. And we're drinking separate drinks. Well, we're always drinking separate drinks. We're drinking, we're each drinking something different. Now I just have this image in my head of just, like, us <laughs> drinking out of, like, one giant goblet with, like, two bendy straws Which, on Which, like, side. we would totally do. Oh, so I don't... Like... Just, like, us huddled around the microphone with one cup, like... But I feel like it should be, um, like, one of those, like, giant, like, fishbowl margaritas. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like a really shitty one. Just, like, a super obnoxious... Yeah, like, like a frozen drink. Yes. Now I just want to go get tacos. It's Taco Tuesday. Oh, God. (laughs) No, what we're doing after this. (laughs) (laughs) We always get Mexican food afterward. Um, I Always. We did it once. (laughs) Twice. Oh, we did do it twice, didn't we? Never mind. We always get Mexican food afterwards. (laughs) Um, I'm drinking citrus vodka with Pamplemousse LaCroix. And like the true basic white girl that she is. Yeah, and a splash of lime. Splash of lime. I'm drinking basically a tequila mule. So ginger beer and tequila and a <laughs> squirt of lime. 
squirt of lime. That's why does that sound gross to me? A squirt of lime. I think because it's like you picture, just picture like somebody holding a lime like this with it just going like. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why <laughs> squirting. But it's like like a squeeze of lime is fine, but a squirt of lime is fucking nasty. Squirt of lime, squirt. Also, squirts of soda. Like what a terrible fucking name. Yeah, or a great name. No, it's not. <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> I don't usually have strong opinions, but right now I do. Like, you're, you're completely incorrect. <laughs> Fine. Squirt. Squirt. But, like, when is... Okay, but I know on a previous episode we talked about words that, like, don't yeah. bother us and how nothing does. I don't think squirt bothers me. I'm not like, 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 you can't say it. But now I'm just thinking, like... I think it's a funny word. It's a funny word. Is it ever used in a context where it isn't funny? Where you're like, oh, yeah, that, it just squirted all over the place. Because I feel like I, I feel like I even say squeeze more than I say squirt. Like, maybe subconsciously to avoid. Like, if you're like, give me a squirt of that. No, I'm like, can I, can I get a squeeze of that? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like I'm not gonna be like, give me a squirt of that ketchup. That was exactly what I was thinking. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like all of a sudden I don't want it anymore, and it sounds disgusting. Yeah. But a squeeze of ketchup's fine. A squirt of ketchup, no. Well, because I think that a squirt to me is more of like a. Like a yeah, like a poof. It's of, like wetter. Yeah, it's like wetter. I'm like just, and then like a squeeze is like a smooth like yeah, long motion. A squirt is like a fucking mess. Yeah, exactly. A squirt is like finger paint. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one of us works at a preschool sometimes. <laughs> a squirt is like finger paint, right? Yes. Just like <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, so we, we made, like, a little bulleted list of things to try to hit so that we don't get boring, because we may have peaked last week. Yeah. <laughs> and we're both a little bit lower today, I think. Yeah, we, I was in a very good mood, and I'm, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm working my ass off. I haven't slept for more than five hours, maybe five and a half, maybe five and a half, just, mm-hmm. like, hitting the snooze button mm-hmm. in uh, probably, like, almost two weeks now. Yeah. Um... Ugh, God, yeah. This episode is sponsored by Caffeine and Adderall. <laughs> My personal drugs of choice. Woo-woo! <laughs> um, yeah. It's a prescription. I actually have ADD. She actually I needs it. just want everyone to know. Yeah. I'm not just, like, amusing things. It's just... Did you say you're not amusing things? Uh, abusing things. <laughs> I'm amusing all of the things, I hope. I'm not amusing things. I was like, well, wait a second. That's not a word. Your Adderall's not working. Yeah, wait a second. Take more Adderall. <laughs> wait a second. Take That should be a shirt. <laughs> yes. Wait a second. Take more Adderall. Okay, we're trademarking that. No, yep. no. fucking steal it. Look out for our shirts coming one day when we have time. Yeah, coming one day when we have time to make a merch store. One day when I take more Adderall, <laughs> we'll make shirts about taking more Adderall. Yeah. And, yeah. But I will say, I don't know, just to talk about a relatively relevant topic, um, I'm not very good at taking the medication that I'm prescribed because I have this thing in my head about how, like, I don't like how it feels when I'm on drugs. Mm-hmm. But, like, for some reason, like, drinking's fine. That doesn't count, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Like, I just, like, I don't like, like feeling... Like, mentally it doesn't count. I don't know. Like, it's just, like, I don't like feeling like I'm on a substance. Like, drinking... I don't know. Maybe it's because it's not, like, a medication or something, like, dependent. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm not making any fucking sense. I don't know. For some reason, like, there are things that don't... I don't feel the same way about. But I don't like feeling like I'm on a drug. So even if I want to take something that's, like, that I'm prescribed to help me, whether mm-hmm. it's, like, an anti-anxiety medication, not, like, not like an SSRI or, like, yeah. something I take daily, which I'm not on those kind of meds anymore. I used to be. Um, 
I can get into why I went off of them at a later date. <laughs> it's not a secret. I just, it's just too much of a sidebar. Um, but I am very bad about like, I'll be like having a panic attack and being like, I should take that thing I'm prescribed. And then I just won't. Yeah. Which I think part of it is like, because I'm like in the middle of a panic attack and I'm not always going to make decisions when I'm in the middle of a panic attack. Go figure. I think a lot of the time when I'm in the middle of a panic attack, I don't remember that I have that thing that's supposed to help me. That too. Or somewhere, sometimes it'll like enter my head, but then I start to panic about like, what if I take it and don't want to have taken it, which is dumb because I don't think that's ever actually happened. It's not based on experience. It's based right. on a weird fear that my anxiety made up for me. Yeah. It's like, it's like never actually happened. It's never actually happened. You always feel, well, I don't know. I don't want to speak. I don't want to put words in your mouth. You can put words in my mouth. Put, but it's put like, words in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time. It's <laughs> got really, it's got really hot in here real quick. <laughs> This is the sexy episode. <laughs> We're both in like fucking sweat. We are both like talking about squirt. I'm Sarah. not wearing a real bra. <laughs> so are you ever? Yeah. Yeah. Sarah showed up in like a cute little romper because she had an audition and like promptly walked into my bathroom and came out in shorts. <laughs> Didn't say she was going to change, just changed. <laughs> I answered the door in leggings and a Minnie Mouse t-shirt. Yeah. That's like three sizes too big on me. <laughs> We're adorable. We're really just a vision. Um, what was I God, why am I single? I don't understand. <laughs> but look at Batman. He's so cute. What was I saying? Um, what was I saying? Oh, you don't put words in my mouth. What, you're going to tell me about why oh. I don't want to take things. Um, well, it's like anytime that you're taking something that's like prescribed to you or like something that's made to make you feel better, you never f- don't feel better after taking it. That's usually true. Yeah. Unless it's like maybe the first time and it's just like the wrong medication. But yeah. Yeah. Or it's like your body isn't quite used to it or it's like. I think I also have this idea in my head that I have an addictive personality, which I actually really don't. I don't... Yeah, I would not say that about you at no, all. I don't. I have a compulsive personality, which is very different. Yeah. I am incri- I am like the most compulsive person I know. I'm not addictive. I know a lot of people that have addictive personalities and don't think that they have addictive personalities. Yeah, maybe that's like the number one sign. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how would you define an addictive personality? Mm. And not to say that there's anything necessarily... If you have an addictive personality, I'm not saying... No, I'm not like shitting that. all over you. Yeah. Like, that's fine. I don't think it... It's not a good thing, but I don't think it makes you a bad person. Yeah, I just think that, like, it is helpful maybe to be a little bit self-aware. <laughs> just, like, in life in general. In general like, regardless general of whether you have an addictive personality or not. Um, but I think that it's, like... I mean, there's, like, the obvious signs of somebody, like, trying something once and then being, like, I love that thing and then wanting to do that thing over and over and over again and always expecting it to be the same way as when they first tried that thing. Yes. And having it never be the same way because nothing can ever feel the same as it did in one specific instance. Right, which is just, like, logic if you think in that direction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just, like, like, you're chasing that. You're chasing that high. Yeah, chasing the high. And then it's, like, I think that, like, not necessarily obsessing over that thing, but, like, not even realizing that if, like, it's around, then you're, like, yes. Like, always yes. Like, you, like, you, like you're unconsciously yeah. doing things. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I, I, think I worry. I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I was raised by a counselor, but, like, I think <laughs> I just always worry about, like, being addicted to things. Uh-huh. That's a valid worry. I mean, I think it's not a bad thing to be wary of, but yeah. I think somehow like through my teenage years or whatever I got it in my head that I have an addictive personality because I've always been very compulsive Mm -hmm. 
But being compulsive and being addictive are not the same thing. Well, it's like you can be compulsive and addictive. Oh, which is the t- worst combination. And I think a lot of people who are addictive are also compulsive, yes. which is why I think that. Yeah, like about exactly. Which is why I mistakenly think that. Um, but I'm, like, I mean, even, like, when I've been on, like, pain medication for, like, an injury or something, I am always like, well, I don't want to take it for too many days. And, like, but I just, like, I don't, I get, I get bored of it. After, mm-hmm. like, five days of, like, being on fucking pain meds, I'm like... I don't really want to be on pain meds anymore. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's enough of this. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to need this. I don't want, like, trust, like, when I'm in pain and you give me a narcotic, I'm like, fuck yes. Yeah, like, of course. Because A, it's a relief to the pain, and B, like, you're miserable, so it's kind of nice to be a little high for a minute. Yeah, like, I just, like, not really think about that. put a trigger that. warning on this? Like, yeah. I don't understand. What am I saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the episode where I talk about drugs. <laughs> um, which is not a bad com- topic to get into, but... Yeah, so I just, like, I, I, and then I think also, like, for, like, my, like, panic attack medication, I, I'm often afraid of taking it because I get panicky at night, mm-hmm. and I almost always have to wake up early in the morning, and it's yeah. great if I can sleep. Yeah. If I can't sleep, like, I feel not great, and I don't feel anxious in the morning, but I feel really lethargic. Well, yeah, because it knocks you the fuck out. It knocks me the fuck out. Yeah. yeah. It does what it's supposed to do. Well, I mean, it, I can function very well. Like, while I'm anxious, I'm totally fine. And that's how I know that I'm really anxious if I take a medication like that and I'm not tired. Yeah. Because it's like your anxiety levels are so, so high fucking... that the medication just brings you down to a normal level. Whereas my... if you were taking it not having anxiety, it would just make you sleep. Right. Yeah. Okay. Which is why that's abusive and that's why I'm not addictive because mm-hmm. I don't have any desire to do that ever. But I think that, like, I've always had this weird thing of where I'm like... That would be interesting to have an addiction. Like, oh, I get that. I don't I know. Don't, is that an actor thing, or is that just like a? I want to understand all my friends with addictions. Like, I, I don't, don't know. And it's like I don't think that I have an addictive addictive personality because I can quit anytime I want. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I've always just think I've always just like thought like. But you also have a compulsive personality. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I've always thought like, as you sit and fiddle with your necklace, I? and I sit and twirl <laughs> my very short hair, like I don't know. Talking about it's so not me. Yeah, we both can't sit still. It's not fine. at all. At all. Um, yeah, I pick my face. I fucking pick oh my, my scalp. It's I disgusting. pick everything. I'm gross. Um, in our sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go get tacos later. <laughs> um, what am I talking about? Why do I feel like I'm on Adderall? Uh, <laughs> when I, I'll, I'll get to why I'll get to why I feel like I'm on Adderall. Cut this out. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, but people love when we can't think of anything. Um, we were like we're really low, and now we're just gradually getting more and more hyper. Yeah. Um, when I talk about myself, I just get really hyper. <laughs> I get really depressed. But yeah, I've always thought like. Like, oh, because when I got my wisdom teeth taken out, for instance, I was on, like, really intense pain medication. How old were you when I got wisdom teeth taken out? I'm just going to keep sidebarring this. 20. Oh, you were old. 21? 20. I was 20. Okay. Um, I was, like, 15 or 16. Lucky. Yeah. Um, Like, at least you get to, like, hang out at home. I, I guess a, that's true. Yeah, I was in that's my very fucking true. Apartment in Los Angeles. That's that's super shitty. Although <laughs> that was like, I have an autoimmune disease that is like undiagnosed, undiagnosed in like the specificities, and this was like the beginning of figuring that out in my life. Mm. So my body was attacking itself. Doctors didn't really know. It took me three weeks to recover from getting my wisdom teeth out. I lost yeah. like f- like ten pounds. It took me two weeks because like I couldn't I'm eat just so anything. susceptible to um, infection. And so I, first of all, I had, they were all impacted. And so I had to get them all removed 
one of them they had to drill in down and drill it in half because it was so badly impacted. Oh, well, that's why, yeah. I feel like so many people have such an easy wisdom teeth removal. Yeah. And, like, and I, di- I, I couldn't eat anything solid for three weeks. And even once I could, for, like, two months after that, I, like, could only really eat soft food. After a week and a half to two weeks, I got so frustrated that I was still in so much pain and I only wanted to just chew fucking solid foods. I tried to eat a chip and it hurt so badly. I literally fell on the floor and like wept because I was so like, <laughs> I was in so much pain. A, B, I was just so frustrated. I was like, I'm so sick of feeling like I'm in pain. Yep. Um, but anyway, during that time, I was like, what if I was to just like keep getting the pain meds and just like become addicted to fucking opioids? Just for like, fun. Like just to see what it's like. And then I was like, ugh, but I really don't like that. <laughs> like I really don't like that. But you know what? I honestly think like that. <sighs> This is, like, to take this in a more serious direction for a second. I think that that, like, desire to experience hardship is a very real thing that a lot of people have. But, like, they're so... Like, we don't talk about it, like, as a society. Like, I know so... Like, I'll have said things before like didn't you ever like wonder what it'd be like if like someone you were really close to died or like like something really horrible happened to you well well <laughs> I, yeah, know I know like. but like I mean like as like a child or yeah. like as like a teenager like before that happened um and I definitely don't anymore but I think that's a very like teenage feeling I don't even know if it's a teenage feeling because I've definitely talked like to people human feeling, yeah. yeah I've talked to people who were saying like not that I want something bad to happen to me, but people who have been through that have, like, come out of it, like, so strong, and now they have that experience Well, I think to, there's like, also, like, I of. think there's also this fear of, like, knowing that probably one day something bad will happen to you and you will have to do it. So, yeah. like, I don't know, like, going through my first breakup was absolutely terrible. Going through my second major breakup was also terrible, but, like, not nearly as bad as the first time. Yeah. Because I, like, knew... I was so much smarter because of the first time. Yeah. Like, I'm terrified of someone really close to me dying because I've never experienced it before, so I have no fucking idea how I'm going to handle it. Yeah. And, like, the couple times I've, like, had, like, like, brushes with that, like, it's just been very jarring to me where, like, that's something I've never experienced Mm -hmm. before, so I don't know how how I'd handle that situation. Yeah. I can, like, hope that I'm going to handle it as well as possible, but, like, I... just never know. I don't know, and, like, it will happen. Yeah. Like probably soon it's bound to i mean it's, it's, it's life yeah <laughs> first like absolutely um but I, I think that there's a lot of i don't know i feel like there's this i feel like that's a reason why people do that and i also think sometimes we have all this like pain that we walk around with and we don't know why so it's like if something bad's happening then at least it justifies it right totally um and i think that like i think that that's also something that it's like you don't know why you're feeling like that um, and nobody else knows why you're feeling like that. And so it's like, if you're going through something, then it's like, it gives a reason for other people to understand why you're feeling that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And well, so it's, cause then you walk around invalidating it all the time, but you still feel that way. And then you probably feel worse because you're invalidating it. Yeah. And so it's, and it's hard to, it's hard to get people to understand like, no, I just genuinely feel shitty when somebody's going through a genuinely really shitty thing. Or if you're not going through a really shitty thing and you just feel shitty for I know, no that's, fucking yeah, reason. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're feeling shitty for no fucking reason. Oh, okay. And then, like, talking to somebody who's legitimately going through something really shitty. Or, like... Oh, yeah. And then you're like, I have no right to feel shitty. But you right, still but, do. Yeah, but it's like... Yeah. And then you're like, fuck, now I'm just an asshole that feels well, then shitty. Like, then there's, like, a reason for, like, a catharsis or something, too. Yeah. Yes. Or, like, there's possibly... I mean, I think that's why, like, people self-mutilate. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I got, I made this so dark so fast. <laughs> this is an important conversation though. <laughs> no, it totally is. Um, a lot of the kids that I work with, like who have like been through that or like are going through that, it's just because they don't have an outlet. They don't know why they're feeling the way that they are. And they, and they don't have the tools to it. deal with they it. They can't talk about it yeah. with anybody because nobody, nobody thinks that they deserve to be feeling that way. Yeah. And so nobody understands. So that's, they have nowhere else to put that energy. Well, and I also think like until you talk about it or until you put a voice to feeling depressed or feeling shitty or whatever it is, mm-hmm. it, it does just kind of eat you up and it perpetuates this like self-destructive cycle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, like, like, so like this week I ended up talking to one of my best friends about like shit that I've been like feeling really shitty about, which mm-hmm. was a weird turn for me because I've generally been really happy, but I've also been struggling. Like the, like the adverse side of that is I've also been struggling a lot more with some stuff. Yeah. And I really was struggling with the fact that I was struggling with it because I'm so much happier. Yeah. But I think for me, it's like I start to get vulnerable and like open up and like feel happiness. And then like, I like, like I kind of said last week, like I don't know how to feel happiness. So like all this other shit comes up at the same time because like I get anxious and like my whole body, like my brain's just like firing all sorts of crazy directions. And I'm like trying to get through it, like in a better way than I've dealt with it in the past and like not fall back into like bad coping mechanisms or whatever the case may be. Um, Well, and something that we have to realize we it's okay to not just feel one emotion all yes, the time. Yes. It's like it's we're so complex and our brains are so busy with everything that it's like I'm happy right now, but why do I so why do I feel like this way about something else? Like, like why am I okay. also having a panic attack? Yeah, because like, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's okay to feel a lot of different emotions okay at one feel. time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you don't have to you don't have to put yourself into the box of like I'm happy right now, so I have to be happy. Or, like, I'm sad, so I have to be sad all the time about everything. Yeah, but I think for me, like, I have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't talking about it, and I was just kind of stewing in it and, like, not necessarily trying to push it away because I was aware that it was happening, and I've looked into therapists, and I've, like, really been, like, trying to figure out a way to get help. Like, I'm aware of the fact that I need help. Mm -hmm. Um, But I did, like, talk to a friend about it for the first time and, like, voice things out loud. And... I immediately felt so much better just Mm -hmm. for, like, being heard. Yeah. And it took so much for me to, like, even speak some of this stuff out loud. But, like, just for starting to bridge that made me feel so much better. But I'll also say, like, to anyone listening, I think it's really important to make sure that you don't just find anybody and that you can talk to the right person at the yes, same time. Yes, absolutely. I'm very fortunate to have a very good friend for that. Well, it helps to have, like, an intuitive person or, like, somebody who really knows you very well. Yes. But it's, like, yeah, definitely don't just, like, I'm just going to talk to whoever, like, this person who maybe isn't going to be the most supportive or or the most careful person like or somebody who's going to encourage you to use dangerous coping mechanisms yeah um or like fall back into um those patterns that we always want to fall back into well and i think i think because your brain ends up programming like i mean there's shit that like i've thought that i've gotten past and like it still will sometimes come up for me because i'm like i thought i was done like needing to do this mildly destructive thing to myself Mm -hmm. and then i'm like oh wait 
no, I just haven't felt like I could, I don't know. Like you were, you get away from it enough in a healthy way. And then something different leads you back onto that same path. And yeah. you're like, Oh wait, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Just kidding. I think that's a good segue into friendships though. Cause I think like finding those friends that you can, it's hard. It's really fucking kind of hard. With. And also like finding those friends at the right time for them too, which is yeah. like the hardest thing. Yes. Cause everybody's going through shit. Yes. Life is hard for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard to know who you can talk to, especially about like there are very certain things and specific topics that like are triggering for me. Yes. And so if somebody wants to bring that up, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you about this. Right. And I immediately shut off and that feels like a rejection to that other person. Right. Because I essentially am rejecting you because I can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, how do you, how? Well, and that's such a hard line to walk to because you also have to then. I don't know. I mean, like, I, you have to take care of yourself in mm-hmm. saying, like, no, I don't want to talk to you about this. Yeah. But also, like, you also want to take care of your friend. And right. And it's such a weird balance because in order for your friend to then be receptive to you saying, no, I don't want to talk about this, they have to be able to meet you in taking care of your own needs. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you just have to... <laughs> and how do you know that you've found that person that is going to be able to say, okay, that's fine. I will be here for you, but you also have to be here for me. I mean, I don't like, think, I don't think that you do is the thing. I think, I think it's a risk. I, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's dark, but like, I think, I think that's, it's a risk every time that you. It's a risk to open up to people in general. In general, it's a risk every time, even if you've, I mean, yes, it's safer. Like once you've done it before. It's a worthy risk though. Oh, it's, you have to, you have to. <laughs> you have to. It. Yeah. You absolutely have to do it. It's the only way to grow as a person and, like, deal with your shit. And, like, I also think... You can't just keep yourself in, like, a bubble and, like, only keep everything to your fucking self all the time. Like, yeah. it's so nice to be able to have somebody to open up to and, like, tell and I, all your darkest secrets and And I'll also too. say this. Like, it should not be one person. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I have really learned a lot over and over again as I've gotten older. Very much agree with that. And that's why a lot of relationships end up being so toxic. And codependent. And codependent because people... Um, put everything into one person. I we've both been in relationships yes. like that, um, where our partner is putting everything into us, and at some point, it's it's not healthy for that person. It's not healthy for you if they're putting everything into you. And that feels like the hardest thing in the world to walk away from and break and start to develop healthy habits for because in doing that you are losing a, a very vital coping mechanism you're losing your confidant yeah you're losing your best friend essentially yeah it's like it becomes that person becomes such a huge part of you yeah that, that it feels like you're not you without that person yes exactly it feels like you're losing a part of your soul almost mm-hmm. which like maybe on a certain level you are but i wouldn't say you're losing a part of your soul i would say that you are I feel like you're taking ownership of a part of yourself. Yes, you're continuing to grow. Yeah. And you're... I will say, you, you're you usually on the end of breaking up with somebody. I'm usually on the end of being broken up with. <laughs> so I will say, speaking from that end of it, it is... And I mean, this this applies in friendships too, because I've had friendships break in this way also. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had very codependent friendships. I've had very codependent relationships, mm-hmm. I think. It's great to find that part of yourself that you couldn't find without that person, but it's so much more empowering to find it without that person. It's yeah. a lot fucking harder. I won't lie about that, but mm-hmm. it is so much better. Yeah. Well, and then because then when you do meet somebody who already has that, you're like, great. Yeah. You can like I do too. balance shit out a little bit <laughs> yeah. more. And I mean, I think that that's back to why I'm single. I think that that's part of why I'm so afraid of dating because I don't 
know that I trust that I am the whole person that I want to be. Mm -hmm. But I also am aware of the fact that maybe I need to just fucking get over that. But what does it mean to be a whole person? That's a good fucking question. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I think... I think... I don't know. Because now I'm like, uh, yeah, like, I mean, I am a whole person. Like, I'm not depending on any... I mean, I'm not codependent with anybody right now. Yeah. Um, Like, you already are a whole person. It's just that you're... Like, the only thing about relationships is that they come into your life to help you continue to grow and so that you can spend time with another person who um, is hopefully mutually enjoyable and mutually beneficial yeah but i think i think you want to be able to like mutually coexist mm-hmm. and help each other and that's that's for a friendship too like this, it's the same thing it has to be yeah friendships are the deepest kind of relationship yes in a lot of ways i mean they are for me because i don't have another one yeah right now for sure i mean and my family's really far away mm-hmm. um it's been very difficult for me to get out of my own way in reaching out to people mm-hmm. um Without being like, hi, I'm reaching out to you. Like, I'm a fucking robot. Mm-hmm. Which is not being vulnerable. Um, like, kind of what we were saying last week is, like, I can give you a lot of information about my life, but I'm going to do it in a very factual way. Yeah. And I won't let myself feel anything while I do it. Yeah. Sometime around, like, four months ago, I really started to, like, break through that for myself, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also what's making me so anxious and unhinged. Yeah. Um, but the flip side of that is it's also a, bar- a large part of what's making me really happy. Um... I think I feel like an adult because I'm aware of the fact that my friends have their own shit going on and that just because they can't drop it all and totally take on all of my shit doesn't mean that they're not my friends and doesn't mean that they don't care. Mm -hmm. And me knowing that and being aware of that makes it so much easier for me to approach them in a way that's mutually respectful to them and where they're at. Yeah. I think that (laughs) mutual respect is such a huge thing. Why is it so hard? Um, I don't know. We're also like... I know, because we're also fucking sensitive. (laughs) Yeah, yes, that's true. Um, but it's it's hard to to give space to another person and feel like they're giving you the same amount of space back. So it's like, for me, I need people to give me a lot of space to be alone and to maybe not always be there. Yeah. And like, because I'm very much a very independent person, I need to do a lot of things by myself. Yeah. And then I need to, I have social anxiety. I don't always want to go to a party. I don't always want to go... Like, do whatever thing it is that... Well, and I think it's interesting because, like, for you, that's more of a... Like, I'm I'm very similar, mm-hmm. but for you, that's more of an issue than it is for me because you're friends with a lot of extroverts. Yeah. And most of my friends are introverts, so that's not really an issue for me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's... And it's it gets frustrating because then they don't understand where I'm coming from. Right. And I don't understand where they're coming from because I'm like, God, can't you just be alone? Well, and you're like, <laughs> why are you, like, why do you need to pressure me to go out all the time? Like, why do you need to pressure me to do things? Yeah. And I'm just like, my thing is, I don't always want to be alone. Sometimes I do, but like, I don't always want to be alone. But sometimes I need my space to be respected. Mm-hmm. If you're someone who can be in the same space as me and like just fucking be there, yeah, I don't be there. I don't care. Like, yeah, that that doesn't feel like an invasion to me ninety percent of the time. Yeah, I'm the same way. If you can be alone, if we can be alone together, oh, I, that's my favorite. That's that's totally my fine. favorite. What am I? Then I get my social and I get my antisocial. Yes, one of my favorite quotes ever from my mom was like, <laughs> she, "That's adorable." Um, she was like, wouldn't a reading date be the best date ever? I'm not kidding. One and of I my good like, friends, like, yes. one of my good friends keeps saying that we should have an introvert tonight and we all just come over to her house and read and not talk to each yes. other. Yes. I'm like, yeah. 
And so one of my friends, Malena, and I used to do that all the time. We used to just go over to each other's houses and we'd just sit and read together. Yeah. And it's like, because it's so... It's so nice. You're together with that person. It's like this companionable silence. Um, And it's just like, yeah, like alone together. That's mutual respect. Yes. Like being in the same space as someone, but not taking up their space. Yes. That's mutual respect. My ex was always like... My ex was somebody who did not know anything about mutual respect. He was great. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate her. <laughs> um, and it was like, I would just want to sit and read. I'm like, I just want to fucking read my book. Yeah. And he would come in and he would be like, why are you reading right now? I'm like, because I don't want to fucking talk to you. Well, and I was like, why? And that's okay. If you are someone who needs constant attention... There is something that you are not doing for yourself that you should be doing for yourself. I don't know what it is, but there's something. Yeah, like, figure that out first, and then come talk to me. I think being an adult is, like, not... I mean, being an adult is a lot of things, but, like, in this (laughs) situation, being an adult is not, like, needing someone to fix you. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... Yes, I was actually gonna say that after, um... Like, so my dad died, and then after my mom died, um... So many of my friends were like, you can't be alone right now. Like, we, you need to, like, come out. You need to do things. And I'm like, I know what I need. Yeah. Like, I don't... What I need is for you to not pressure me or make me feel bad sure. about, like, not going out and, like, And honestly, like, maybe... And, like, maybe you did need to not be alone, but, like, that's not the way to get you to do that. Well, and also it's like... Because what you actually need is, like respecting someone to just, like, respect you and, like, care for you. Yeah. And, like, all, that's I, it. all I need is support. Yes. And, like, if you... Like, chances are, I will tell you what I need you. <laughs> and, like, yeah. need to be around you. Yeah. For the most part. But unless, it's like, unless if you start you, doing that, because then you're not going to, because you're not yeah. going to trust that they're going to be able to do that. Exactly. It's like, if I'm telling you I really just want to be alone tonight, because, like, guess what? Sometimes it feels really good to fucking sit alone and cry. And that's okay sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's not okay every night, but it's no. okay. To, but it's like sometimes, sometimes you need that's that. what is necessary. And yeah. It's like, that's what I'm feeling like I need right now. What I don't need is somebody telling me, like, you really can't do this. You really need... It's like, no, fuck you. What do you What do you know about it? Yes. Like, you've yeah. never been in this situation. Like, th- what do you know about my I situation? I think it's so important to give yourself and others space to feel things, but not so much space that they masturbate in their own feelings. Yes. Oh, my God. That's the fucking worst. If anybody has ever lost anybody, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When somebody comes up if to you... If anybody has ever lost anybody... <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly this, like, this fucking feeling. When somebody comes up to you with that face... And they just put the gentle hand on you and they go, how are you? And, and it's like, you just want to fucking punch them? Yes. And it's like, okay, obviously, like, you need to tell me how you are and, like, oh, how you're dealing God. with my loss. Fuck that. So it's like, please just go ahead and get it over with. Because you're actually asking for something. You're not giving anything. And that's my, like, you can't, don't ever approach anyone for anything if you're actually approaching them to get something. Yeah. If you're gonna give something to somebody, give it to them. Unless you're being completely honest about the fact that you're going to, you're trying to get something. Sure. Yeah, that's totally different. Yeah. But like don't ever like go up to somebody with the false intention of making them feel better or or doing something for them if you're completely getting the benefit and asking a huge thing in return subconsciously. Well, and I honestly think that that's why we're all so fucked in, like, our ability to approach other people with any kind of vulnerability, whether it be for what we need or what we want to give them or, like, to check in. It, because we've all had so many fucked up interactions like that where there's, like, those things just go wrong. Mm-hmm. So none of us trust anybody. Like, we don't... Tr- and that's that's why it's 
for me, that's why it's hard for me to, like, trust friends Mm -hmm. and, like, bridge past that initial, like, I like you and I think you're cool, but, like, also on a deeper level, like, that's not what I need in my life. Right. Like, don't get me wrong, I do need friends who, like, I like and think are cool and, like, want to just do things with, but, like, that's not, like, that's not the kind of meaningful social interaction that I need. And it's, like, granted, everybody has those friends where it's oftentimes not very meaningful. Not every friendship or not every friend interaction is going to be this deep, meaningful, life-changing, whatever the fuck. No. A lot of the time it's like, I just want to go out for a drink or like, let's just come over and play a game or let's just watch a movie. Well, I'm like, and I like think that's all it needs to be. And that's totally fine. And, and you're right. Not everyone is going to take care of that emotional chip for you mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like, like, our friendship is, like, a pretty good example. Like, most of the time, we are the friends who are just fucking drinking on TV. <laughs> but, like... But during that time, we're getting some really good shit yeah, done. Like, yeah, exactly. And, like, like we're having really deep conversations, and we're talking about But it's not forced, and, and, like, yeah, it's just, like, in normal. Like, there's no... It's not, it's not like, oh, I'm gonna hang out with Sarah, so that means we're gonna have, like, a really intense conversation today. Oh, like, God, yeah. Those people are annoying. I have had friends like that, and... And it's, like, somebody who it's, like, you almost are dreading to hang out with them because you're, like, I really don't feel like getting in my feelings right now. Like, it's no. not, like, it, I, yeah, those p- kind of people who are just, like, and it's the same kind of people who come up to you and say, how are you? Because those are the kind of people who, like, need to suction cup themselves to your emotions because mm-hmm. they don't know how to feel their own. Yes. Ugh, completely. Right? <laughs> I'm a fucking genius. Hire me for something. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what, but just... I don't know. Just, like, hire me for it. Anything. <laughs> um, no, completely. And I think... I don't know. That's what's so nice about my one friend. Um, because I'm not always good at asking for what I need. Mm-hmm. But I've known her so long that I know that she can kind of intuit it if I catch her at the right time. Yeah. So it's a matter of, like, not springing that conversation on... It, I mean, even for me, I can't spring that conversation. I can't go, I need to talk to her about this. Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, I want to talk to her. And then I just am like, oh, this is why I wanted to talk to her as it's coming out of my mouth. Right. I'm like, oh, I get it now. Well, because it's like there's something in your brain, I'm sure, that's saying, like, we need to talk to this person. Right. And, it's, and you're like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, that's why. Well, it's just like this understanding of, like, you don't need to fix me. Like, it's okay. And I think, I think as a friend, it's hard to see your friend hurting, and it's hard to see your friend broken, and mm-hmm. it's hard to see your friend in pain. But, like, real friendship is being able to be okay with that. Yeah. And I think that's when people kind of start saying, like, oh, you know who your real friends are. Like, <laughs> like I, I've definitely felt that way, and I get it. Mm-hmm. But I also think as a friend, I am very respectful of where my friends are at mm-hmm. and their ability to meet me where I'm at because of yeah. because everyone's going to have limitations. Like, yeah, absolutely. There's going to be shit that's going to come up for me that's going to be triggering for you. Like, I'm not going to get mad at you or, like, judge you as a friend for not being able to not have your own fucking response to that. Yeah. I will judge you if you can't vocalize that to me or start being shitty to me yeah. because of it. And that is something that I struggle with because there have been people, and, like, not close, close friends, mm-hmm. um, but there have been people that I, like, push away or I keep at arm's length because I'm, like, what they're going through, I can't deal with. Because, like, not what they're going through because I've been through something too, that feels too similar. Right. And that I'm still going through and mm-hmm. I can't go through it with them. And that's and it's like, totally and I can't fair. Offer, I can't offer any help for them. I can't, like, 
I just can't do it. So it's like, yeah. I definitely will like push, push people away because of that. And I think, I mean, I went through like a, a really horrible breakup in college where a lot of my friends, I mean, people who I felt like were my close friends just really weren't there for me. Mm-hmm. And I think some of it was that I think, and I've become way more empathetic to that where I'm like, I, I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I would make that same decision because I went through what that feels like. Yeah. But I think because I went through what it feels like to be the victim of that, so to speak, I think I've kind of developed an awareness of how to navigate my own issues when something like that comes up. Yeah. And also, like, if something like that comes up for me, like, I then need to process my own side of it with someone else. Mm-hmm. Not the person who's dealing with that, because that is unhealthy, and that's when you get into codependency. Definitely but like, not. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that also goes back to what we were talking about, um, like, not experiencing something. A lot of people don't know how to treat you when you're going through something, because they yeah. haven't been through it themselves. And so, and that's a whole other thing. Well, I think some people are very good at handling other people's pain. Some people are great. Some people, I mean, I'm, I'm very good at it. I yeah. know that about myself. I'm very good at it. Um, I'm very good at it because I've been through a lot of painful moments in my <laughs> life. So other people's pain doesn't freak me out. I actually, not, not, I don't want to say I like it cause I don't, but I'm like, wow, I'm like, you're human and I get it. Yeah. So like, I like, it's something that I can understand. Yeah. Whereas there's so many fucking things in this world that I don't understand. If you're in pain, I, I understand. Mm-hmm that I can deal with. Yeah. I can't fix it for you. I'm not going to try to fix it for you. I may feel shitty that I can't fix it for you. I may, need to ta- I may need to talk to someone else who isn't you about how I feel shitty that I can't fix it for you. Yeah. But I can still sit in a room with you while you are bawling your eyes out and, like, just be completely fine with it. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like, I'm fine with people who are in pain. Like, yeah. I can deal with that. I might not be the best person to, like, give advice about it or, like... Sure. Help out in any way with but it. Like, but, who like, who is, really? Like, you're yeah. going to say things that are going to stick for some people and they're not going to stick for others. I mean, we can yeah. only speak to our own experience. Exactly. Like, not one thing is going to apply to everybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm definitely very good at, at sitting with somebody and being like, yes, it's okay to feel this way. But yeah. guess what? Like we gotta keep going yeah (laughs) for sure and like I don't know it's it's weird for me I think kind of looking back in hindsight like the way that I used to handle my own emotional struggles then versus now then Mm -hmm. being like not even that long ago like in college even yeah so just like you know four or five years ago like compared to now where a lot of it still feels the same um like in the moment but I feel so much less powerless in it I guess Mm -hmm. even if it feels just as shitty like I I think I at least understand I don't know I I think I think I think like the victim mentality that goes with it is is not as strong and I think so much of that is because of the way that I know how to use other people Mm -hmm. um I don't know and I, I had when I when I went through my more recent breakup just like two years ago now um I had a very good friend of mine kind of not blow me off, but, like, just wasn't there the way that I needed her to be there, Mm -hmm. and that, like, she should have been, because she had gone through a breakup, like, four months earlier. Oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. (laughs) And eventually, we were talking on the phone, and she fully apologized, fully owned up to it, and was like, this was very triggering for me because of what I went through. And I literally was like, okay. Like, Mm -hmm. I completely understand that. Yeah. And I hadn't even thought about that. I was just... And I honestly wasn't even 
didn't even have the emotional bandwidth to even be that mad at her because I was still sorting through my own emotions with my breakup and my own fucked up life at the time. Um, I knew that I was, like, kind of feeling a little abandoned by her. But then the second she said that, I was like, yeah, like, that's... Like, oh, that makes sense. Like, I totally... Like, of course. That's all you had to say. And I was like, if you can't be there, I get that. And she was like, no, I can. I just needed to realize that. And I was like, but if you can't, that's fine. And she was totally able to put her own shit aside and deal with it she just had to realize what was going on for her first which i think is also useful in how to be a friend for somebody well yeah and i mean i think that that's such a huge thing to to look inside yourself and say why can't i be as there for this person as i should be yeah and Um, and that's that's something that people just aren't good at doing in general i I think think. people don't have the realization that that's what they should, should do. do. Yeah. 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 Well, because nobody likes to feel like they're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to feel guilty. Well, and I think that a lot of the time, grief or somebody else's issues can feel like an intrusion on somebody else's life. So do you mean like, like... Like, so like your grief could feel like an intrusion on my life. Oh, yes. Yes, for sure. Because, like... But I also think, like... For various reasons. And this might be a little tough love, but, like, I think if you want to be a good friend, Mm -hmm. or if you... Not even if you want to be a good friend. If you want to have good friends, if you want people to be there for you, figure out how to fucking deal with that. Yeah. Like, as someone who's dealt with shit and needed friends to be there, like, the friends who weren't, I... I'm not gonna be able to be there for them as much just because... Yeah, because you remember who was there for you. Well, yeah, and, like, not to be a dick, but, like... I am very good at taking care of other people. That doesn't mean it's not tiring for me. That doesn't mean it, it's not... It doesn't cost me something. Yeah, exactly. Just because I'm good at it doesn't mean it's easy. Mm-hmm. There's a big fucking difference. It's not easy. I'm good at it and I'm fine with it. And I don't mind if I know that you're the kind of person who would... Reciprocate. Who would reciprocate it. Yeah. Or or at least try to reciprocate it. I don't expect everyone to be at the same level of ability with that. But mm-hmm. I do expect you to try and consciously appreciate it yeah definitely and i think that it's such like a case-by-case thing too it really is it's like yeah. whatever like it just completely depends person to person and issue to issue like it's such a complicated yes. like God, it's such yes. a complicated line to walk i think and that's what makes friendships so like such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. and such a thing that like you do need to work on cultivating you really do and it's like it's not something yeah. that like you should just expect to always be there necessarily which like i know that we all have friends that we know will always be there yeah um, like you know oh, we have like sure. our lifetime fr- or lifelong friends and all that kind of thing but it's like it's not without checking in every now and then it's not without making sure they're taken care of in the way that you can take care of them yeah and i think i don't know i mean i think it's hard to know exactly where those lines are Mm -hmm. um but i also think like you i don't know for me at least like taking the risk to get into something with someone is very difficult and i often do this thing that i fucking hate that i do like I hate that I do this, where I just start talking too much because I'm not <laughs> saying the thing I actually want to say, which is probably this deep, vulnerable thing that I actually need to talk about. So, so you start I, like, talking about bullshit. I start talking about bullshit, I make jokes about it, and I don't fucking shut up. Yeah. And I'm very self-deprecating, and I'm just kind of an asshole. I'm, mm-hmm. like, someone I don't really like. Yeah. And that's not who I actually am. I'm incredibly sensitive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it gives, like, that impression to that other person, like, oh, this is that this is that type of person? Or that I'm just, like, really egocentric, which yeah. I'm not. Um, 
and it that's that's something that I've been really working on lately, especially the last like four or five months. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, I've had like friends like kind of point that out to me, and thankfully, they've been friends who know me well enough to know that's not who I am. But they're like, "Hey, you're doing this thing," and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, fuck, you're right." And you're like, okay, I'm like, I know, and I feel gross about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, friendships they're hard and I'm sure we could do like 17 more episodes about this because it's a oh, absolutely it's a complex conversation to have but but I mean I guess we can just say that it's so important to have those people that you choose your chosen family yeah in your life especially when it comes to self-care um just because you can't go through it alone yeah <laughs> at the end of the day And you shouldn't. I mean, like, we're not supposed to. Like, by nature, we're social creatures. And, Mm -hmm. like... Scientifically, you live... What is it? It's, um, if you don't have friends or you're, like, alone all the time, it's worse for you than, like, heart disease or something like that. That's nuts. (laughs) I hope that's a real fact and not something that you're just making up. I totally read it online a couple times. Okay. Because I tried to look at that cucumber thing from last week, which was really funny because I looked up the cucumber meme and, like... Everyone that showed up said a different percentage of water. Like, 70%, 90%. I was like, that's a big fucking difference. I'm not going to post this. Like, what does this even... It's funny, but I... Like, the science part is just way off. Amazing. Um, then again, it's a meme and not a fact. Right. Um, but... Oh, what was I going to say? Um, we're not supposed to go through things alone. And I think if you don't want to be alone you need to put in the effort to have the people you care about know that they're not alone completely and sometimes that's hard because sometimes you're feeling so shitty that reaching out to someone else is very difficult mm-hmm. um and I, I mean reaching out to someone else about them not about you like yeah. putting your own shit aside when you feel shitty because you need to to practice that yeah and i think it is such a it, i mean it is it's a practice but also the more you practice talking about things honestly and the more you practice dealing with people interpersonally Mm -hmm. and like just like baby steps like I've just been working on like making more eye contact with people lately because I'm fucking terrible at it um and I've realized that's a real issue like why does it make me so uncomfortable when someone holds eye contact with me like if you look at me for too long I want to cry like what does that mean I so the only reason that I am like pretty good at eye contact and like holding eye contact is because when I was younger um I met one of my dad's friends and he was like an old surfer buddy and I was I was like I don't know eight or nine Mm -hmm. maybe and I met him and I shook his hand and then afterward my dad and I were getting breakfast my dad goes why didn't you look him in the eye when you shook his hand I was like what he goes why didn't you look him in the eye is it because he's black and I was like Your dad accused you of being racist and you were nine? (laughs) It was like, yes. I was just like, oh my God. I was like, that's what some people think when you don't have eye contact. And so it was just like this huge, like, learning thing for me. I was like, oh my God. And so now I'm like aggressive eye contact, especially when I'm meeting somebody. Especially when you're meeting black people. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, that's what I thought you were going to say. I was like, Sarah, that's racist too. No, but it was just like it's it's just and I think he was like mostly joking. Yeah. And, like being like always it was not just realizing like, that you were not not picking up on that sarcasm. Right. Like it's just a lesson of like Amazing. have eye contact because it's respectful. Oh my but like gosh. yeah, so I always just think about that and so I always oh am like God. I try to be the really That's hilarious. 
But yeah, that would stick in your brain as a child. Yes. That's amazing. Eye contact is so important. Somebody it might is. Think you're no, racist. it is. I'm, see, here's the thing. I'm very good at making eye contact, like, when I'm at work in a customer service setting. Mm-hmm. When someone else looks at me in the eye and it's not my choice, I am like, what the fuck are you looking at? Yeah. Not in, like, an aggressive way, just, like, I like a very self-conscious way. And I feel yeah. very, like, naked. Yeah. Um... The eyes are the window to the soul. They really are. And I'm, like, I'm, like, really working on not trying to hide that as much. Yeah. Um, like, I know that I feel kind of, like, broken deep down, and I'm trying to not be so defensive about it. Mm-hmm. Like, not that I need to talk about it all the time, but, like, it's it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not terrible. It's not destroying me. Like, it's... I'm I'm dealing with it, mm-hmm. or at least I'm, I'm trying to deal with it. Um, it's all you can do. Yeah, it really <laughs> is all you can do. Um... And I think that being able to do that is the only way to really make close relationships. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, the first, like, real conversation we had, and mm-hmm. it was several years into us knowing each other. Yeah. Because um, we're both very similarly defensive. Go figure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was like, we never were able to break down those walls no. until we both realized how fucking similar we are. Under the influence of a lot of alcohol. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I mean, sometimes you just need a little push. During the first really serious conversation Sarah and I had, and I mean, this was like four years into us knowing each other, it was at least three years into us knowing each other, we um, very shortly thereafter like took simultaneous peas outside (laughs) 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 on these bush hedges (laughs) because we were too lazy to walk. I'm not kidding you. Like the maybe like the length of like half of a football field like 50 yards like back to where there was an actual bathroom yeah. back to where like our bathrooms were that like our designated bathrooms yeah <laughs> yep it was a great time it was a great bonding experience it was a really great bonding us. experience and we've been like best friends ever since yeah <laughs> so that's your lesson on friendship yeah friendships get some <laughs> that's our that's our that's our second shirt <laughs> Friendships get some, I think might be the title of this episode. <laughs> Friendships get some. It sounds so <laughs> Got friends? <laughs> Just stare. I don't know. I Maybe don't know not. What? Who are you? Not anymore. <laughs> After this. I feel good about this conversation. What a great what a great thing we just did. Um so let's let's end on a let's end on an, a slightly up note. Alright. I think it's funny that when we both talk about like anything we're passionate about, we both get like really aggressive about it. Yeah. Like yeah, well, it's gonna be like this. We're, we're like this and this and this. Like and this. I just want you guys to realize, like we're not putting on this like angsty <laughs> anger. Like this is just who we are. We every time I come over here to do to do this, and like we try to do like a little bit of like a catch up session before we start recording, so that we're not just telling you like what we did last weekend because we're telling each other. Yeah, and we start to we start to get into these con- conversations. We go off these tangents. We're like, oh, we're just doing the podcast. Yeah, but it's just us. Like this is this is just how we actually. A couple people have been very kind in and in checking this out and have given us both separately the feedback um, of it feeling like they're just hanging out with us. I'm like, this is what it's like when you hang out. Yeah, this is literally what it's like. This is how we sound. We we made my poor roommate. We didn't make him. He we asked him if he wanted to, and he did watch (laughs) that movie with us last time. And uh, we we started to watch it. I go, oh, you know, we're just gonna talk it all like talk over the entire movie and shit all over it the whole time. And he goes, oh, I know. (laughs) Great. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Like. One day when we're, like, really famous, we're just gonna have, like, a DVD commentary series where we just, like, record commentary on every movie ever. 
that's, that's like my that's dream. my that's that's my goal. That's like that's really where I see this podcast going is yeah. us just making millions of dollars shitting all over other people's hard work. God, that is just you know what? That is just such a good thing to look forward to. That's I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun. I can't wait either. <laughs> like I'm like, listen to how positive we are. Hold on, I'm gonna be really negative now. Yeah. Um, um <laughs> Oh, I was gonna tell you and I'll say it on this because we mentioned it. Um Someone called me Sarah on Sunday. Oh my god, no. And it was funny because we were just talking about how you've been called Sam and I've been called Sarah. Yes. And no one. So I did um, extra work for my friend um, for a, a short film that she wrote. And I was like sitting and like the guy knew my name, which like, not a big deal. Like he, he's got a lot of things going on in yeah. his head. I wasn't like, how dare you not remember my name? But he was like, um, uh, Sarah. And I was like, <laughs> no, it's Sam. You're but like it might as well be. I was like, Sure. I mean, no, that's not actually my name. <laughs> like, it, so anyway, that that's a real thing that happens all the goddamn it time. Do, it really does to people that don't even know us. Nope. Nope. Or know the other person. Nope. Did not know Sarah. Doesn't know I have a friend named Sarah. Doesn't have a podcast with someone named Sarah. Knows nothing about Sam and Sarah. Or Sarah and nope. Sam. Still called me Sarah. <laughs> like, that nope. is so fucking. Honestly, funny. it's amazing. Um. What's a positive thing happening right now? A positive thing happening right now? This was an angstier episode last week. It was. It definitely was. Um, but I think it was good. Um, a positive thing happening right now is my improv group and I are... Um, we're working on... <laughs> Your improv group without you. Yeah, my improv group separately from me. Um, my improv group, we're working on um, a new genre... Because um, we do a lot of, like, genre improv at the at the studio that I do stuff at. And so we're working on... I don't want to give it away, but we're working on a new genre, and we're <laughs> all really excited about it. And um, one of our group members who's directing this genre is, like, super fucking passionate about it, which makes me really passionate about it. I think, like, um, passion and enthusiasm are kind of contagious in yes, the best fucking way. it really is. Yeah. And so it's so exciting. He sent us this, like, really great email last week. Doesn't it make week, you just want to like, work so much harder? It does, because he sent us this email, like, breaking down all the archetypes and, like, everything of, like, how he sees the show going. And so then I went to rehearsal and I was like, fuck yes, like... Let's do this. So I've just been having a lot of fun with that. I think that's the only thing it takes for something to be important is for someone... a little bit of... Is for someone to, like, really believe that it's important enough to actually act like it's important. And if you're not a shitty fucking person, you're probably going to get on board with that because most people want to be involved in something that feels important. Yeah. If you're excited, chances are I'm going to get excited with you because seeing somebody like that is just, like, contagious. It's It's infectious. It just feels good. Yeah. I'm, like, really working in the direction of not trying to protect myself from things that feel good. Yeah. Yes, that's definitely... It's a real thing. I feel like every week I'm like, I'm really working on this. I'm really working on a lot of stuff right now, okay? Listen, we all are. We should be. Yeah. Hopefully we all are. <laughs> Work on your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Get your shit together. Um, I'm going to Disneyland this week and I'm really excited Fuck about yeah. it. And I am... Again, barely slept in like two weeks now. Um, I'm doing so much work for this play and I'm exhausted in a good way, but also just like I'm now looking at the pile of things that I've given myself to do and I know I'm going to get it done because I care about it, but getting it done means sacrificing a lot of sleep Mm -hmm. right now Um, and just like really taking care of myself and taking the medication that I'm prescribed to avoid anxious spirals of not knowing where to begin Mm -hmm. um and 
Yeah, that's like my reward for myself this week. I, I have a Disneyland pass and I haven't been since before December. So I'm, I'm excited to. Yeah. Just, I like, I'm like, li- I've said no to like work on, on for like two different things on that day. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. nope, it's set aside. I'm going. I'm doing I this. need a fucking day off where I am just committed to having a day off. And I'm excited about the fact that I'm allowing myself to feel okay having earned that. Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, Cause that's, that's pretty uncommon for me. So I'm yeah. checking that off as a win. Yeah, no, I think that that's amazing. Yeah. And you need it. I really do. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Speaking of things that we need, I have to pee really bad. Me so too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I have to pee so badly. I'm like sitting here, I'm just like, This okay. drink went right fucking through same, me. Same, um, same, same. Anyway... Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Uh, people people seem to be listening more or, or they're lying to us and telling us that they are. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Tell, tell your tell your people. Tell your people. If you hate it, tell people you don't like because maybe they're different from you and they'll like it. Maybe um, give us, like, a shout-out on your social media or, like, post a link. Yeah, if you, like, somewhere if you're feeling Especially if you really like it. Just be like, hey... By the way, I listened to this thing. Like, you're posting anyway. Don't fucking lie about it. Yeah. Um, it just, it honestly really helps us a lot. Um, it's it helps us. our egos, and it also helps people find us, which It's is helping good. us work towards our fucking dream and, like, what we want to be doing. Yeah. So. We've got, we've actually have, like, plans for this. And yeah. Yeah, like, feedback is super helpful for us to get better and yeah, for us to comments. know what you're getting from it. Tweet us at the small angsty. Um, we're on Instagram at the small angsty. Sarah's on Instagram at, at fat Sarah for prez with a Z because <laughs> she is classy as fuck. Duh. Um, I'm on Instagram as Sam K Henning because I'm a creative genius. Um, <laughs> and yeah, um, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. And take care of yourselves. Friendships, get some. Bye.